few years ago I was working uh, in, a in a communications company and we began the year with the usual huddle about how we were going to try and target the business and how we were going to work to hit targets and bring more success and more revenue into the business. And one of the business leaders said that we're that described the business as being in a very enviable position where 85% of the hard work was already done through the retention of the customers from previous years. And so really what we were only targeting was a smaller amount of, say, 20 to 25% um, that would have brought us up to a figure beyond the previous year, which is all well and good. And if you take account management and customer retention in isolation, you start to see different traits, characteristics and approaches to that compared with business development and sales and prospecting and so on because it's much easier and less expensive to keep customers than it is to find new ones. And if that's your driving force in business development, you won't go far wrong. So in this episode, I'm going to try and talk about account management, um, how you maximize the revenue and sales potential within your existing accounts, how you can keep your customers and take more pressure or take a bit more pressure from the business winning side of the business. The first thing I, I would probably want to talk about is personnel and people. And it's really obvious to talk about the similarities or the differences between the people involved in account management and those who are involved in business development and uh, acquisition. I can't say they're totally different people, but what is expected of that job is very different one from the other. And I think that needs to be reflected in the type of person that you seek to employ or deploy into those different resources. So, for example, in account management, the focus is clearly on relationship building, on um, establishing trust over the longer period, of turning up at the right page all the time, about brand consistency, about uh, checking in, about relevancy, about about a whole bunch of different skills and attributes that would be business winning where you're probably looking at somebody who's a little bit more hungry, who's a bit more aggressive perhaps, who's more urgent, um, not necessarily always urgent, but may have those characteristics um, at greater levels in account management. You have to ask the question then if you have the right people deployed across the right accounts. And that's normally reflected in deeper and more meaningful relationships and greater revenue and increased revenue and profitability from those accounts through the lifetime value. Um, but at the same time, there's no guarantee that you have given the right accounts to the right people and that you are focusing the right level of effort at the right kind of business and the right kind of account. And so there really is as much effort, there should be as much effort spent on the landscape of the key accounts and the account management as it would be on sectors to target and if you think about 85% or 90% of your business coming back to you next year, then you would certainly want to be looking after those accounts in the right way. And if you've got a multi or a, you know, a high number of accounts in, in, in your business, some of those accounts may have to be sacrificed just simply down to resource. So are you sacrificing the right ones? Do you have a plan of communication? Is it the individual that's communicating? How are marketing getting involved? How are you bringing people together? Um, is there a timetable and a, a plan of outreach? So different things that need to be considered. But the first thing I would look at if you want to maximize sales coming from your account management team is have you got the right people deployed in the right places? 
The next thing is value. Um, you rave on about value all day long, and in particular with some clients recently talking about the customer value proposition again. But value has to be really clear in the eyes of the seller and the buyer. And a lot of the times when you find in the sales um, relationship where you start to see a lot of discount being given, I think that that's a clear indication that perhaps the person selling doesn't fully understand the value that they represent or perhaps isn't able to communicate fully the value that they represent. I call it a value de- a value deficit where it's just, you know, someone's going back to the sales manager saying, look, I think I can close this. If you can give me another 5 or 10% of them, I think we have them. I think that's um, back to the drawing board in terms of training and in terms of communication and have been able to articulate what brand value or what your service value really is all about. We talk all day about value propositions, but ultimately if you can't substantiate, differentiate and resonate, you don't have a value proposition. And in some cases, what you have is just the repetition of a strap line. And if you've got a client that you sell to in January that you only maybe have a touch point with once or twice across the year, there's no guarantee that that customer will remember the value that they bought from you. They may have other parts of their organization seeing the value daily, but that's not communicated back. And if that person's a decision maker and you're not able to articulate to them that you still have this value, then it's hard to get yourself taken seriously should you want or try to sell something else to them later on down the line. So it's important that you're able to communicate really clearly from the get-go what your value is and continue that journey. Again, in association with marketing, doesn't have to be a repetition thing, but you've got case studies, you've got testimonials, you've got research, you've got customer surveys, you've got so many different reasons to reach out and start talking to your customers again about the same topic that you want them to come back next year and you want to be able to introduce um, rate increases because of supplier costs or distribution or whatever, but ultimately, you want to be staying ahead of the game to preempt any discussions that you might have in the future. Um, so that kind of value is is really, really, really important um, to, to fully understand it. You know, you have to get under the skin of the, the buying persona. You know, why are these people buying from you? Um, you know, why, why do they pay what they pay? What, what do they see as a good price? Do they understand fully what a good price is? What are they measuring you against? And so long after the sale has taken place, Maybe you want to start uh, you know, a, a diagnostics into their buying behavior to fully ascertain why, that they bought, why they bought from you and what they see as the value and would they be at some stage be prepared to pay more for that value. All the ways to expand around the theme of value are value connection and value co-creation. So value connection is exploring how you can bring more value to your client with your existing offerings. So that is to look at um, what's already in your portfolio and how you might be able to uh, bring other uh, products or services online so as to fill gaps that there may be with your with your customers. And value co-creation is working collaboratively with your clients um, to find out how you can work together to bring value for both of you and that's reflected in what we talked about in the previous episode about the hourglass funnel so once you sell to somebody and they start believing in what you're selling that you create a relationship where they come to you looking for strategic advice that's a really really important part of the relationship chain so you know that you are valued in in their thinking when you're outside of the room. It's important to point out as well that not every company is geared up for portfolio selling or cross-selling. 
Um, there may be some financial restrictions internally. Depends entirely about what you're selling. But the idea that you've got one person from your business championing or pioneering that business with your customers is really important so that you've got one single point of contact, one one point of responsibility, and you've got a key account manager who's able to um, effectively sell as a portfolio into that into your customer. An important consideration is the number of touch points that you might have with your with your customers. And usually it's a buyer to it's a seller to buyer or a seller to owner relationship, which is okay. But it's important to have other people in the chain interacting as often as possible as as possible just for simple simply down to the fact that people may leave um, other Competitors may be challenging the status quo, and so you might find yourself under pressure from different people within the organization. So it's important that you're able to at least outreach at some point when things are good, but also in case things get bad. So take a sense check of your business. You know, do you have CEO to CEO relationships? Do you have an interaction with C level, C suite? Where where are you best positioned, and how could you be better positioned to help those relationships? across the organizations, across the two organizations. A key to good account management, of course, is having a good account management process. So the question you can ask your, your, your business right now as you interrogate the people in account management and even reach out to some of your customers is how does that process work for both of you? Um, is there one in place, first of all? Um, you know, it's all well and good to talk about CRM and it's all well and good to talk about these business assisting softwares that will do, um, you know, add wonders to your productivity and so on and so forth. But have you really checked out what works well for your customers? And, you know, is is it is the work that you're doing effective um, in terms of cementing the relationship? Is it just one way? Is it just information gathering from your part, but nothing in, in return? And I think it's t- if, it, if you're not challenging the process currently, then you should challenge the process to see how, how it works for both of you. That's really important that it works for both of you. And so a typical way to look at it um, is what's your, what's your account strategy for all of your accounts? What is your account strategy for your number one, number two, number three? And what kind of action plan do you have in place? What, what's the calendar like of touch points, the engagements and the interactions, what's the accountability on that and when do you plan to review it so that if it is going wrong that you can affect some change on it. And it's really the same as applying a business development strategy to your existing accounts. How can you better develop the relationships and what is your intent for the year? What do you plan to do with the business? Um, how are you aligned with their, how is your strategy aligned with, with your customer strategy and what work are you doing together over the next 12 months to make it a beneficial relationship for everybody. I'm not saying that a lot of people don't do that, but I know that um, I've seen some of the businesses that I work with, especially the ones with larger field sales teams, you find that it's you're judged by your figures and each individual goes out and and carries on with their business and when you start interrogating them about the activities that they're doing it's like they kind of dropping in occasionally to see their existing customers and find them a message about a football result that they've got a bit of deep water about and there's nothing planned there's nothing strategic there's there's nothing tactile about it there's nothing relationship building about it it's all done 
to preserve their internal reputation so that they can say, yeah, I'm in with this client. So if you're, if you're really serious about your account management, you will create a plan, um, an outreach plan. You will have a clear strategy of what you want to achieve from working together across the year. And you will action that plan. And it might mean bringing in meetings with the MD or the CEO or golf days or, you know, um, art for the census classes or whatever it is that you might want to do to bring um, people together as part of a strategy. But going into the year blind, you know, it's just not going to end well. Other businesses are going to be targeting these same customers and they're going to try and be innovative. They're going to try and be exciting. They're going to try and be dynamic. And that's what your customers used to get from you. So you should really try and focus on reinvigorating the approach to, to your relationships. What, what has changed in their world? Could you sit down and do a, a, you know, a SWOT analysis together um, about the year ahead? What challenges they face? What do you face together? What's going to be the big opportunities for you to work together? Where do you see the threats? How are you able to consolidate on the interpersonal side of the relationship? And then remind them of the value that you brought in the first place. Are you able to do that? Are you able to remind them and just say, like, let's, let's talk about where we've come from and where we are now. This is what we promised we would do. Here's the proof that we're doing it all the time. Jesus, not great. How can we make it better? What do we need to do to make it better? When you start talking the language of your customer, you will find that there's less pressure on your rates. There's less reliance on discount. There's less reliance on you taking the, you know, sharpening your pencil to do A, B, and C. It's really, really underneath the, the definition of value, which was the first thing we talked about, is that they get it. They understand why you're there. They understand why they pay you the money to come in and do stuff because you're there with the stuff that they need all the time. And, you know, it goes into the interpersonal side of things about getting inside the head of the person you're trying to sell to or get inside the head of the person that you're already trading with. Understanding their, their pain points, understanding what makes them tick psychologically, understanding what kind of buyer they are, understanding the, you know, the personal stuff that's going on in their life. How do you fit in? You can't just leave that to chance, can you? Can you just call in unsolicited every so often at Christmas movie with a big hamper saying, thanks for your business, good man, that's really class. How does that fit into any kind of strategy? And the more strategic you are, the more you're able to track the results that you've brought, the more that you're able to, you know, just collaborate on small things, um, refining processes together, see how you can add value. All, all of that together can just not be done shooting from the hip. It needs to be a strategic approach to it. You need to be thinking strategically. You need to have an action plan. You need to execute the plan. You need to review it. That's just the sort of stuff you'd apply to business development. It's important you think that way um, as, you, as you go through your, your customers. The final bit is a bit of a sales pitch. I think ultimately, if you want to be able to execute, if you want to be able to create sound strategic plans for account management, if you want to be able to execute those plans, you need to have good sales skills. You need to have good account management skills too. And, you know, you're talking about creating new opportunities within your existing portfolio. So portfolio selling, um, you're talking about um, getting behind the psyche of buyers. You also have to understand that your buyers have been trained to buy better. 
Um, you need to think about uh, trying to inspire and put some jump leads onto your onto the buyers to change the way they think about their job and also the way they think maybe about you. You need to um, think about your emotional intelligence. You need to start seeing the journey from the other side of the desk. You need to um, keep making compelling business cases. You need to overcome objections. You need to be able to present solutions. Everything that the business development team tend to do at a much more rapid rate, account management people need to do as well. There's new technologies, there's new software, there's so many areas in account management that have been um, improved and developed through technology and so forth. But really, when you get down to it, it's skills development that's going to add the value in my humble opinion. Um, Become a counsellor, become the psychologist, become the you know the go-to expert, become a better communicator, become a better negotiator, become a better presenter, improve the skills that you have so that whenever the challenge becomes the beginning of the year, that you stand up and stand out amongst the crowd. I hope that helps. It's just a very small snapshot of some of the areas I think that you would need to focus on if you're in sales management and you want to look at how to better develop the account infrastructure that you already have and how you want to maximize revenue opportunity from there. Going into every year, knowing that you've protected 85 to 90% of what you're already doing is a comforting thought, but that's only a momentary thought that can be changed and interrupted overnight if you don't stay on top of your game with that. And um, I think everybody, if they were looking deep inside, could could choose an example of of where they might have slept in on some accounts and have paid the cost. Thanks for ch tuning in. If you have any questions, um, my email is paul at shift-control.co.uk. Please feel free to reach out. Um, definitely up for a chat. And thanks for those people who are coming back and getting involved in those LinkedIn surveys. Really interesting to note the spread of usage of people platforms when people are listening to podcasts i'll come back and share that information with you in the next podcast but thanks for checking in and i'll talk to you soon